What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 42 of The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. I just roasted Christian before we got started. It felt good. Boys, how we doing? Well, still recovering from that roast. Uh, it wasn't yeah. a very good one, though. Yeah, just like uh, your hair's recovering on your head. Not. Hey, what a good one, man. Um, <laughs> With a not joke in 2019. Wow. <laughs> Almost 2020. Yeah. Uh, Randy and I are playing in a third-place match. Uh, we had, well, he has Stefan Diggs left. Um, I'm feeling pretty optimistic. Stefan Diggs has scored under 12.3 in eight of the 14 games that he has played. Um, so I'm feeling it's funny that you did the calculations. Oh, I sure yeah, did. of course he did. Um, so I, I feel like I have a pretty good shot, but it could also be like a Stefan Diggs 30 point game and I'll be pretty sad. Uh, it's really just for our money back, so it really doesn't matter that much. But well, it matters to me because, as of this point, I haven't spent anything in this league, so because I'm the commissioner. So <laughs> it also matters to me because if you lose, I get your draft pick, and it's better pick. So lose, which is Go good Randy. because you have basically no picks, so you you really need yeah first and second. That's why I tanked these two weeks. I got I set myself up for a better second round position. That's Good sad. luck with that. I mean, <laughs> they're yeah. so good. I mean, with the amount of receivers that are going to be on the draft board, plus guy, team guys taking quarterbacks too early, <laughs> Christian. Um, oh, Joe Burrow is the one on one. Right. He yeah. has like two quarterbacks on his roster. Of course, he's taking Joe Burrow. What do you mean? I'm rostering David Blau right now. So, yes, I'm taking Joe Burrow first. He's right. just hoping Big Ben plays. So for me, I am hoping for 30 combined points from Mike Boone and Devontae Adams. And I just found out that one of my championship leagues is a two-week championship. So it's against everything I hate, but we will make it work. And we will go win next week and try to make it six for six. Because right now I'm looking at a good chance of going five for five, barring that one. So we'll see what happens. And remember that the first championship win came at the expense of Christian. That it did. So uh, as go, go I ahead, was going to say, go I also just found out that one of my championships is a two week league as well. Yeah, dude, so, these are the worst. Not happy about that, but it's the one I'm down like 34 points with only Devonte Adams. So I'm a bit happier about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as always, if you'd like to support the podcast, use an email at official at gmail.com. Like, follow, share on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the Cut FFL. Um, Abby is not at her goal yet, so we will be posting the link again. So uh, we we keep talking about it. Uh, anything you guys can do to help out, it'd be awesome. Um, let's we're trying to get her to her goal, and we did announce the Le'Veon Bell signed jersey contest. Um, we have some requirements uh, that you guys will need to do, uh, Christian. You probably know them because I don't. Yeah, so if you don't follow us on Twitter, go do that right now. Stop what you're doing. Uh, Stop listening to my boring voice. Go follow us at the Cut FFL on Twitter. Uh, Once you do that, you'll be able to find our pinned tweet. Well, you'll be able to find it without following us, but follow us anyway uh, because that's one of the requirements. So if you follow us, if you subscribe to the podcast and send us a pick that you have subscribed. And if you like and retweet the, the contest tweet, you already have an entry and, and 
you have a chance to win a signed Lev Bell jersey. But there are like three bonus entry opportunities. We're going to post some more. Um, right now we have almost 40 entries. So we are hoping to keep that going up. Um, we're, we're super pumped at the, the interest level for this. Um, hopefully we can get some more entries and justify doing this again with another signed jersey. I know some people complained it was Lev Bell. One guy called him a bum. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So, sounds like a guy that drafted him fifth overall, like a dummy. That's all yeah. I'm say about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Cause hey guys, uh, remember when I took him second overall last year and then traded him and then got him back this year and I still sat him in the championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you and Love Bell had a weird relationship. <laughs> it's uh, weird. It's a good thing you're not eligible for the sign jersey because I would just give it to or you. Or am I? <laughs> no, you're not. You are not. <laughs> use his brother's account. <laughs> or you use my burner account. Yeah, you do have a burner account. No, uh, I don't. Burner. That's just someone that keeps tweeting at us that just happened to have the same question I did. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, I'll get into it later, but I totally pivoted last minute too. For the record, Christian, the, the two suggestions that you gave me to play Singletary and to play Chark I totally pivoted away from both of those, and it could be a reason why I win the championship in both of them. Smart. Hey, Chark, <laughs> I, I will say Chark just wasn't getting the ball thrown to him in the first half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had seven targets, but a lot of that was in the second half. Anyway, uh, so that is the Lev Bell signed jersey contest, and what we're going to talk about here is we'll do our normal recap like we always do, but first we're going to talk about where we kind of finished um, how to tell you guys how mediocre we truly are. But, Randy, your favorite. We have a review for today. <laughs> yeah. Is is this tilted part actually part of it? I'm confused. It's titled, idiot. Okay. <laughs> titled? Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I only look at fancy stuff the last oh, three geez. days? <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> the title of it is Mediocre, But There Are Some Gems. Out of the eight I've listened to podcasts, that's been, he's been disappointed zero out of eight times, except for me, apparently, it's The Beard Really by Young sure. Yacht. Wait which, a minute. How does he know that you have a beard? We don't post our videos. I see. That's that's why I'm like, well, well, I do tweet with the, like, alongside the account, but that does make it seem like it's one of our uh, friends that tweeted <laughs> that had that. And by the young yacht, it kind of narrows it down very slightly there. Thanks, to, Nick. A, to a very short, angry little Italian man. <laughs> uh, thank, thank I you, love Nick, that guy. That the review. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And like like we said, leave out, leave us reviews. Obviously, we'd like to know how we can get better or get worse to an extent. So uh, let's move on here. We'll start off with how mediocre we are, uh, Christian. Why don't you tell us how you finished? Well, I am excited to announce that after last week when I was just super pessimistic about it, I actually avoided the punishment in my punishment league. And I'm going to tell a story on that really quick. So there was a three-way tie between the, the last place or the, the loser's bracket. So we, three of us had one win. One guy ended up with three. Um, so the three-way tie meant that you take the total points across the three playoff weeks and 
the the lowest point total was the loser of the loser's bracket and therefore eligible for the punishment. There was a, a little bit of a dis- discrepancy where we thought that bench points were going to matter for the last week. So the kid who ended up with one win and ended up getting the punishment pulled all of his players to the bench. He had Mahomes, he had, <laughs> he had Kenyon Drake, and he had Allen Robinson. Those three would have given him another win, which would have pulled him out of the running for the last place punishment. He left those players on the bench and said, oh, well, I'll just try to score more points than, than everyone. And he ended up losing, I, I want to say the other guy only scored 90-some points. He would have easily won, taken himself out of the running. Instead, he's the guy with the punishment. He already told us he's quitting the league and not doing the punishment. Uh, shout out, wow. Colin here a little. Uh, he, he, seriously, <laughs> he seriously said he was going to quit. And not yeah. Is- yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a rookie like me. I'm a rookie in this league. That's ridiculous. But I – Oh, no. Like, be a man. Come right, on. Right, right. Like, I accepted that I was going to have to do the punishment. I was prepping for it mentally. Uh, yeah, and, you kept complaining, but at least you did. Yeah. You were yeah. Gonna- there was an outside chance you had to drink pee. Yeah, <laughs> very true. They're still in. Yeah, no, that's, that's your own that, fault. But still. That's, that's some weak sauce. If you're yeah, gonna yeah. About it like that, that's ridiculous. So he'll he'll be out of the league. Uh, I don't really care that much. That's his own damn fault. He could have won. Um, but n- aside from that, I missed the playoffs in fifty percent of my leagues, which is super mediocre. Um, however, I was the highest scorer and won. I I found out. I did the math. I finished ninth. Uh, so that's why points matter, Sean. You think? <laughs> yeah, points matter. Um, I, I think I'm going to pose, I'm going to commissioner in that one. I'm going to suggest that the last playoff position goes to the highest score of the remaining teams next year. Cause I like that, that model. Um, I might beat Randy to finish third. It's up to Stefan Diggs. I hope he starts. Steph. <laughs> I really, I really hope he just ends it with like an 80 yard bomb. To start the game. Oh just my god! Out. Think about how crushing that would be. That would, oh, suck. That would be awesome. Um, but that would give me a second place finish, a third place finish, and two ninth place finishes, which that really sucks. Uh, but I mi- I mi- just missed the playoffs in one. Uh, high draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one's an auction league, so it doesn't even freaking matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, but uh, I had a pretty good year. I'm I'm not incredibly satisfied with it i think i'm going to join more leagues so i have more opportunities for championships like sean <laughs> that's why i do it <laughs> sean in his 75 leagues Randy, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and then i will i will finish here okay well it as long as the same aligns with christian in his own league i did poorly in that one uh not very happy with the zeke odell to start the draft picks <laughs> but here we are but in fairness, the bet I had with Gotti in that league that Zeke would play at a certain point paid for more than my dues for that league, so I don't really How care much anymore. Bet? Uh it was like very early in the process, uh, when Zeke was like, I'm sitting out, I need this money, whatever. And I bet like we made a bet that uh if Zeke played on week three or before, I won the bet. But if he play if he came back after week three or whatever. He won, but obviously Zeke played. So 
one there, but I think that was like fifty bucks too. So, <laughs> hey, that's solid. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so that was bad. I finished like fifth going into the playoffs in our AFL league, and then I tanked all the way to the the toilet bowl game, and I won there thankfully, so I'm not last place. But yeah, other than that, so those are the bads. I made playoffs in three out of five. Obviously, I'm fighting for third place in my dynasty league with Christian. Hopefully, I do get that, so I get money back at least. And then the other two, I have shot the championship. The one I'm down a lot that I figured out is a two week league. I'm I'm more confident now with that, especially except I have Lamar in that one, so that's not good. Uh, but the other one, I am down. I believe it's like I'm down right now, twenty point seven points. He has Aaron Jones. I have Devontae Adams, Diggs, and Boone. So, hopefully, if everyone gets 10 points, we basically tie there. Like, you know what I mean? So You should win. I hope, but we'll see. Everything comes down at night. Yeah. And if I win there, that's a three-peat in that league. And it's winner-take-all every year. So, I'm always happy to just win that. <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, obviously, I've talked about it at nauseum that I beat Christian. Uh, so that was the first championship. Um, and then of the five matchups that I had this week, I have already won one of them, but that was the league that turned out to be the two week. So I'm up four going into week 17. My opponent has Lamar Jackson, which makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I, I did lose Chris Carson, but I have Saquon, so I can kind of backfill that one. Um, then I am up 50 points. With Adam Thielen going up against Aaron Rodgers the other way. So as long as Rodgers doesn't throw for 70, I will have won that one. Uh, and I take away the title from the team that has won it two, t- two years in a row. So I'm happy about that. I am going for the three-peat in my work league. I need Mike Boone and Devontae Adams to combine for 30 points. Oh. And then I put up 169 and one of my two big money leagues and I still have Mike Boone going up against Devonte Adams and Dan Bailey and I'm up 57. So that one's pretty firmly in the bag. So there's, um, that's a lot of money coming to me there. And then in the league where I can win a thousand dollars, if I win, I am currently up 160 to 105 and he has Dan Bailey. Oh, Unless that's the greatest kicker performance ever. (laughs) In my my two big money leagues, I am on pace to win both. I am on pace to win either five or six championships out of the six that I played in. So I'm feeling pretty good. That's nice. Um, Hey, I have a question for you, though. Is the two-week league where your opponent has Lamar, is that a keeper league? Yes. Oh, that sucks. I was going to say pick up all the quarterbacks. I'm not right. even looking. Like, well, you you lose you you pick two keepers up to two. Oh, first two picks and pick them all up, dude. Pick yeah, all up. I can do that. Yep, smart. <laughs> all right, let's get into the let's get into the recap here. Uh, let's start at quarterbacks, and boy, this top three kind of makes me sad. Uh, Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the three-headed monster at the top of the Week 16 scoring. Daniel Jones fit 352 yards, five touchdowns, added 12 rushing yards. Um, Andy Dalton, 33 for 56, 396 yards and four touchdowns. 
And Ryan Fitzpatrick, 31 for 52, 419 yards and four touchdowns with a pick. I added these three together because what the hell? (laughs) Hey, man, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we knew that was going to happen. Andy Dalton, we kind of said that it was a good option. But it it didn't – Not it wasn't until the last two minutes of that fourth quarter when they were down 35 to 19. Yep. That was a crazy game. Um, I'm glad the Bengals lost. I'm interested to see if they go with Burrow. I mean, it's difficult to justify picking Burrow with how Andy Dalton has played this year. You know me, I'm a big Andy Dalton guy. Uh, I mean, before he sat down for Ryan Finley for a few weeks, he was top five in the league in, in passing yards. The reason the Bengals suck is not Andy Dalton, and I think that they would really benefit from going out and getting Chase Young number one this year. This year, they're not. They're not going to bring Andy Dalton back, man. It's just not happening. Yeah, I agree. I, New regime. Um, Daniel Jones. I did hear Mike Wright from the Fantasy Footballers on the podcast today say that congratulations, New York. You have your own version of Jameis Winston, which is the best comparison to Daniel Jones I can ever think of. He is the New York Jameis Winston. I don't really see it because I don't think. Daniel Jones is as good as Jameis Winston. Boom. Um, That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I mean, Daniel Jones is a competent quarterback, but I see Daniel Jones as being more of an Andy Dalton than, than a Jameis Winston. It's because of the turnovers. Well, I know, but Andy Dalton has a few of those too. I mean, Jameis Winston doesn't fumble the ball the way Daniel Jones does. Most of Daniel Jones's turnovers are fumbles, and that's more fixable than interceptions in my opinion. True, but uh, for those of you that play in Week 17 matchups, Daniel Jones does get the Cowboys. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's a matchup you really want to. I mean, it wasn't the Cowboys' defense fault that they lost yesterday. Um, or I'm sorry, they, or I'm sorry, they get the Eagles. Do they get the Eagles? I think they do. I think I got my matchups. Mis- I think I got my right. matchups. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, they get, they're, they're at home against the Eagles week 17. So that's a matchup that you can exploit probably again if you need to. Um, um, let me disagree with you there, though. Uh, the Eagles have played really well. I mean, look at Amari Cooper's production yesterday. Look at Michael Gallup's. I mean, I know Dak it's, was hurt. Yeah. But the Eagles secondary did play very well. And I, right. think, I think starting Daniel Jones in Week 17 is kind of terrifying. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to talk much about Week 17, so that is already more conversation about Week 17 than we've had, so I don't care. Let's move on. <laughs> um, and Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick did win me a championship. I played him in the semifinals and the finals, and he ended up being quarterback four over the last five weeks, which is awesome. Uh, Lamar Jackson, number four. 20 for 31, 238 yards, three touchdowns, added 17 carries for 103 yards on the ground, did make some fantastic throws. He is going to sit this week to get rest for the playoffs. They are going to host the playoffs all the way through. Um, I will be interested to see if they are the team that comes out of the AFC. I am not so sure they are. Um, I don't have much else to say about Lamar Jackson other than I drafted him in the 10th round in my big money league last year. And I'm going to be debating between keeping him or Devin Singletary in the physically last round of the draft. Lamar. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. <laughs> I said that about Pam Mahomes last year, and I didn't keep him. 
I'm sure we'll talk about this leading up to next season. Yeah. I don't see the regression for Lamar the way Patrick Mahomes has regressed. But I mean, he's not going to rush for as that many rushing yards again. No. We didn't think he really would this year, though. If you remember, we yeah. thought teams would tr- probably figure it out by midway through the year, and they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but regression regression is the name of the game, and that's the and that's the reason I'm saying that. But uh, but yeah, I agree. We will touch on it in the off season. Well, we don't have much to talk about, so we will find stuff to talk about. Uh, <laughs> moving on, number five, Patrick Mahomes, twenty three for thirty three, two hundred fifty. Excuse me, two hundred fifty one yards and two touchdowns. Did add a fourteen uh, yard rushing touchdown on the ground. Um, he's back in the last two weeks. He's now been top five again. Um, for those of you that held on to him and still made the finals, you were rewarded. Um, he's just good. He's probably going to be one of the top four quarterbacks drafted again next year. Uh, I don't think obviously he's not going to be the top quarterback anymore, but he's definitely going to be up there. Um, which brings me to this next guy, uh, Ryan Tannehill, 17 for 27, 272 yards and three touchdowns and an eight yards on the ground. I do think that Tennessee should re-sign him, and if they do, he is going to be a fantasy asset again next year. Yeah, they're just going to bring more pieces around him, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that what they have already with with Johnny Smith and with AJ Brown is good, <clears throat> but you have to move away from Tajay Sharp, who we'll unfortunately talk about later, and uh, Corey Davis as the other options. I think with how loaded this draft class is, the Titans are going to be quite the player next year. The Titans will be quite the player next year. <laughs> okay. In terms of acquiring. <laughs> <You know> what? <laughs> well, we'll see. They have to keep their own right tackle first. True. All right. Let's move on here. Number seven, Drew Brees. And a lot of this was in the second half. 27 for 38, 279 yards and three touchdowns. I personally think that the Saints are the team of destiny this year. They are right now my Super Bowl pick. I just think that everything that's gone wrong for them the past two years is just going to come together for them this year. That's what I'm saying. They've been the team of destiny for two years, and the refs just won't let them play. Well, not no. I well, I think that plays to them being the team of destiny this year. Drew Brees breaks the record. Michael Thomas breaks the record. They had what happened last year against the Rams, the year before against the Vikings. I, I just I see it coming this year for for the Saints. Well, I will make that prediction right now. We'll see. I, I figured they'd be fun in the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah, and and I I've talked about this before. It would be fun to root for Drew Brees, and personally, I think if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he just he he rides off into the sunset with the passing touchdown record and the uh, his second Super Bowl ring. I mean, he it, <clears throat> he can call it a career, and no one would look the other way. True. I, I would really love to see a Brees versus Brady. That would be cool. Winner goes home. <laughs> weird, yeah. like a weird stipulation they add with each other. Winner leaves. Other they, can get the record. They, they bring in the WWE. <laughs> they bring in the WWE kind of mindset there. That would be awesome. Hey, with basically the XFL. It's an I, it's, it's an I it's an I quit match, but only I quit if I, I you quit if you win. Yeah. One gets a ring, the other gets the records. I love it. <laughs> number eight on the week this is sad this makes me sad Derek Carr 26 for 30 291 yards and a touchdown Randy said it he hasn't thrown for over 300 yards the entire season yep only four incompletions though yep it's because they were all to red fro yeah dude what the heck stupid midget 
<laughs> hey, dude, Rembrandt's nice. 30, dude's like 35 years old because he was at Clemson for eight years. <laughs> Accurate. That would make uh, him 26, Sean. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Jared Goff on Saturday night. 27 for 46, 323 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. The Rams just can't get it going. Um, I did they get they got they were eliminated from playoff contention, weren't they? Correct. Yeah. It's just hard. It just shows how tough it is, man, to win a Super Bowl. I mean, they got there last year. Everybody thought that they were the second coming of one of the best offenses in football, and they just struggled the entire year. And golf wasn't hurt or anything. Gurley was, for the most part, healthy. It's just teams started to figure out what they wanted to do, and McVay had a hard time adjusting. I mean, I look at them coming back in full force next year. Well, see, they also spent all of their cap money on golf instead of fixing their offensive line issues from the offseason. So. Yeah. And then number 10, rounding it out, is Josh Allen. 13 for 26, 208 yards and two touchdowns on Saturday night against the Patriots. Added seven carries for 43 yards. I wasn't a big fan of him this week, but he he was able to uh, salvage the day with the one long touchdown to Brown because if he doesn't have that, then it's a very mediocre day. Um, and then an honorable mention to Carson Wentz, who finished as QB 11. He was my start of the week. Um it was this was a tough week for quarterbacks. I mean, when you get guys like Andy Dalton and Daniel Jones in the top three, uh, it's that that's tells you all you need to say. And Derek Carr being number eight is gross. Rude, but understandable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to running backs. And you guys can tell that I'm kind of just flying through these. Uh, we're going to go into the offseason stuff later. Um, kind of give our predictions for next year and things like that so i'm not really touching on that much now and like i said i really don't want to talk about week 17 even though randy and i each have a league that plays week 17 your league should be over um, yeah week 17 stinks so we're not going to talk about that um but running backs number one is you held on to him for this long you talked we talked about it it was going to come saquon barkley 22 carries for 189 yards and a touchdown Added four catches for 90 yards and a touchdown through the air. It just looked like it looked like the Redskins were playing with like four defenders. Yeah, man. Saquon had over 70 fantasy points the la- the week 15 and week 16, which was potentially either the semifinals and the championship or the two week championship. Um, he vaulted himself all the way up into an RB one, which is absolutely wow. insane. With with how his season had gone. So and I and I think he re-solidified himself as a top three pick next year. I'm not saying he's the top pick because it's gotta be Christian McCaffrey, but he brought himself back into that top three or top four consideration. Yep. Yep. Number, number two, Devontae Freeman took advantage of a great matchup against Jacksonville. 13 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Added nine catches on eleven targets for 74 yards and a touchdown. Both touchdowns came within like the first five minutes. So if you were following the uh, Falcons game, you already felt great about that start. I just think, I think he's good, and I he's dealt with injuries almost his entire career. But when he's healthy, I think he showed kind of what he is. He's he's still explosive. I know they have Brian Hill, but I think I still think Devontae Freeman is a is a talented running back. Yeah, I think if anything, they'll go out and get someone else to back him up. In this it would make sense to get a guy in the Tevin Coleman role like they had last year. Yeah, a better pairing than Hill because he's, I mm. mean, eh. 
And and Edo Smith just isn't good at football. Agreed. Um, speaking of talented running backs that find the right spots, Kenyon Drake, RB3 on the week, 24 carries for 166 yards, two touchdowns, added three catches for 18 yards. Did you guys see his first touchdown celebration? Yes. He broke into a safe and carried a big bag of money over his shoulder. Well, that is what he did in the touchdown. And then he gave the Johnny Manziel money hands after he scored his second touchdown. This dude is going to get paid, and I think it's going to be by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. He is perfect for what they want to do offensively. Well, I think he was going out there, and he knew what he was doing. He was telling the Cardinals owner, give me my money. Uh, I deserve it, and here's why. Well, we'll see. Tell him, tell him, bring me my money. Tell him to bring me my money. They don't have that much money to spend with. They're already spending a ton on Johnson. Yeah, they've got to get rid of his contract. Listen, man, I'm just saying, if he asks for too much, there's going to be a guy coming out of Cleveland that's asking for a little bit less that could do all of these things. And better. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm just saying. Still better than Kenyon Drake. Be careful what you wish for there. Just trying to say. <laughs> but the thing about Kareem Hunt is he is a restricted free agent, so the Browns get the opportunity to match every single offer. True. Yes, but if they pay him starter money, they're not going to pay Hunt starter money. I assume at least. I'm not going to say it's a guarantee. You never know with the Browns. They got a low salary cap, so. I mean, paying Hunt that money would make sense for the Browns. Yeah. Short term. If it's a short term contract, then yeah. But you've got to think about Baker. You've got to think about Chubb. You yeah. think about the actual spots that matter. Well, I would say more on just a one-year deal because Hunt is a he is a unrestricted <clears throat> at the end of next year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, Christian McCaffrey is just good at football. Uh, Thirteen carries for fifty-four yards and fifteen catch fifteen catches on fifteen targets for one hundred nineteen yards. He put up thirty points and he didn't even score a touchdown. It's ridiculous. Did you guys know that he is? Uh, I I believe seventy-seven rushing yards. Uh, away from a thousand, thousand yards rushing, thousand yard receiving season. With There's only been two other running backs to do that. Yeah, and yeah. I made a joke to the guys down here. I said they should have fed him more so they could sit him week 17. And then someone came back with he had 15 catches, and I said, "All right, you're right." But <laughs> also, as soon as he hits that 77 yards, he better sit down. He's and, not going to hit it. Well, they're playing the Saints, man. It's going to happen. They're going to feed him until it happens. Does he need the rushing yards or the receiving? I actually, I think it's rushing. I'm not 100% positive. Yeah, I mean, it'll be close, but I I can see him getting it. Um, Number five, uh, another guy that if you stuck with, you're finally rewarded. Alvin Kamara, 11 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns, added four catches for 30 yards. It looked like he's finally healthy again, and that's going to be huge for the Saints in the playoffs. Um, Again, my Super Bowl pick. Yep, I think, yeah, I like you said, you're rewarded for holding him, but it's not like he wasn't startable throughout. Yeah, I just I think next oh. year he's going to be a back end of the first round pick versus being a top five guy like he was this year, and that's based on both the injury history and the fact that they don't want him in a bell cow role. It's why they had Mark Ingram. It's why they brought in Latavius Murray this year. I mean, you look at a lot of the box scores; he's getting. 14, 15 touches a game. He's not getting McCaffrey-like numbers of 
24 to 26. Even Kenyon Drake had 27 touches. He's not getting those kind of numbers. Well, yeah, I and I agree there. I mean, he's going to be pretty much maxed out at 20 touches a game almost mm-hmm. for his career. But, I did check. But he, he's still a first round pick. Oh yeah, easy. I mean, I drafted him in dynasty third overall. I am somewhat disappointed, but <laughs> I'm just glad to have him for the future. And I did. I, I checked McCaffrey's stats. He needs 77 receiving. Oh, oh he's a, he's over day. 1300 rushing. Yeah, he'll get that all day. Yep. Um, number six, Miles Sanders, 20 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. Added five catches for 77. How many leagues? you think he he lost because he slid at the end of the game instead of instead of going the extra 30 yards for a touchdown could be randy <laughs> i was i was like go 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 please please nope, he no. made he made the smart football play but he made the disappointing fantasy play yeah i mean you're still happy with a top 6 running back you're a lot happier if he takes that ball in but uh shows how unselfish he is and why i love him he's so good man he is good, and it's weird. He, I mean, he's a skinny dude. Like, I hope he, ta- I hope he takes over the full role, and they do, they get rid of Jordan Howard because I want to see this guy in his second year all by himself. Speaking of Jordan Howard, really quick for Week Seventeen, I know you don't want to talk about it, but I, I Brandy, you're taking this question. Do you think that Miles Sanders is startable with Howard coming back? I mean, yeah, well, yeah, startable for sure. But do you think he's RB two? No. I think he still gets he gets at least 16 touches. Okay. That's yeah, Gross. probably right. They're not going to give Howard his workload back. Man, why are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, cuz he asked the damn question, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, number 7, my running back start of the week, Melvin Gordon. Um Bold. nine nine carries for 15 yards, but he added two touchdowns, six catches for 32. Woof. Yo, if if he doesn't score those two touchdowns, I he's just like made a joke about RB thirty. Yeah, but you would have a rough day. That's hilarious. Well, the whole Chargers offense, man. It the Rivers has got to go. It's got to be it, man. It's got he's got to be done. Just take your ten kids and and take them to Disney World every Sunday or something. <laughs> Don't play football anymore. Yeah, I I'm with you there. They they're gonna have a top ten. They're gonna take a quarterback. Herbert. 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 <laughs> That would that would be that would make sense. The, the yep. Justin Herbert fit there does make sense. Uh, I, I, why do we keep talking about these freaking Tampa Bay running backs, man? Number eight, <laughs> Ronald Jones, fourteen carries for seventy-seven yards and a touchdown. Added three catches for thirty-two. I refuse to say anything more about him being number eight. I, I mean, he got touches. We we literally said if somebody gets the majority of the touches, they could be yeah. a top ten. Well, Whereas he's there is because of the Peyton Barber fumble. Yeah, he had like yep. 20 yards in a fumble. Don't you dare make a mistake. <laughs> We're Thinking paying about, none of you. <laughs> how much sense does David Johnson make reuniting with Bruce Arians next year in Tampa Bay? Any workload running back makes sense there. Well, I'm just saying because Johnson already has the rapport with Arians after working together in Arizona. And then, and those seasons are when David Johnson was one of the best running backs in football. It makes sense. Uh, yep. Go ahead and steal Alex Smith from the Redskins because he has a Carson Palmer late, uh, late career type of mold. Aren't you? A, I thought you were a big Winston's coming back to the Tampa kind of guy. He is. Are you kidding? One hundred percent is. But 
if you go steal Alex Smith, maybe he can work on. You're not you're not bringing Winston back and making him a backup. No, 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 no. I'm no, saying he's saying, he's saying get that. a guy like Fitzpatrick. Oh, like sitting on the bench oh, ready. Oh, I wonder when Tampa Bay had those two together. Wasn't it last year? Oh my God! Yes, Listen, yes, Christian. I'm getting old. Holy that hell. was a joke, buddy. <laughs> I know you lost your hair, but you're not this old, man. Hey, you. <laughs> two ball jokes in the same podcast. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number nine on the week, Philip Lindsay, 19 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown, added two catches for nine yards. I think this game went the opposite of how we expected it to. I mean, I expected Drew Locke to kind of air it out and to, for guys like Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton to have a big day, but it was the running backs. Uh, Lindsay and Freeman both found the end zone. Um, it, and it, what's frustrating is it was a much better uh, passing matchup against Detroit, but it didn't necessarily work out that way. Drew Locke was not good. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. But the Broncos were smart in just giving the running backs yeah. the ball because the Lions suck in every aspect of defense. They've lost like eight straight games or something crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have a, a stud quarterback go down. Also, those – Broncos throwback jerseys are fire. I'll agree with that. I'm oh, sure Sweet does Sweet have one of those? I don't think he does. I he better. He should he get better one get one. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like <laughs> that should be his next purchase right there. You kidding okay. me? Rounding out the top ten, DeAndre Washington. Uh he subbed in for Josh Jacobs in this one. Twenty three carries for eighty five yards and a touchdown. He added two catches for twenty one yards. I pivoted away from DJ Chark and put in DeAndre Washington late Saturday morning. And it worked out well for me in the league where I just need 30 combined out of Boone and Adams. So I feel good about that. Um, DeAndre, I think it just shows that the running back of Oakland is someone that you want to own, uh, depending yeah. on who it is. Even like going into next year, that's why Josh Jacobs is probably a top five to top seven running back for 2020. And then uh, honorable mention to RB12 on the week, Marlon Mack, who was Christian's start of the week. Um, that game was just an all-around dominating performance by the Colts. and uh, Which is a good bounce back from the all-around getting destroyed the week before. (laughs) Again, team of destiny, man. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. And starting at the top, (laughs) it's funny that he ended up being number one because probably three-quarters of the way through that game, he had done nothing. Uh, Tyler Boyd, nine catches for 128 yards and two touchdowns. He was Christian's wide receiver start of the week. It's just it's just funny to me how that game ended up that it put both Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd in the top five at their positions when they weren't even close to that at the end of the third quarter. I mean, Boyd was doing pretty good at the end of the third, but yeah, Boyd yeah. through at halftime, I want to say had like six fantasy points or something, and I was yeah. I was crapping my pants a little because I of course started him where I had him. He was my start of the week. I was standing by it and. For once, I had a, a Boyd and Fitzpatrick <laughs> matchup. Yeah, for once, you're right. Um, but I had Boyd and Fitzpatrick starting in that punishment league, and those two actually pushed me over the, the top. And- yeah, again, I didn't have any Boyd. I did draft him in one league, but I, I, I let go of him probably like week eight, week nine. And I'm not, I'm not really regretting it, but I think he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on for next year. A.J. Green is going to be playing somewhere else. There's no way he comes back in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. For 2020, uh, and Tyler Boyd is going to take over as the top guy, probably for Joe Burrow. Uh, number two, 
Michael Thomas is just the best. I tweeted it yesterday. He's the best receiver in the NFL, it, hands down. 12 catches on 17 targets for 160, 136 yards and a touchdown. You throw it anywhere near him, he's going to catch it. What do you mean? He didn't catch five of these balls? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> the dude's just I, – I honestly, I didn't even expect this. I know he was good at Ohio State, but I didn't expect this. I didn't expect him to break Marvin Harrison's single-season receptions record. Well, I don't think anyone did considering every – He was a very late first-round pick. Yeah, second. You, or, yeah. No, you're right. He was a second-round pick. You, even the Saints passed up on him once. Yeah. Um, so. um how about the fact that he did break? The, he broke the record on a touchdown, and then it got called back, and then he scored a touchdown two plays later. Didn't like it, I'll tell you that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got on Michael Thomas. Hopefully, he did enough to get me my money back. Come on, Diggs. Uh, <laughs> number three, this guy is also probably the second best receiver in the NFL. Julio Jones, ten catches on fifteen targets for 166 yards. If he would have scored a touchdown, it would have put him as the number one receiver. I think maybe number two. I don't know. Um, I don't want to do the math right now. I was told there would be no math. Um, but uh, he's just really good. Regardless on if he's healthy or not. I mean, he didn't look, he didn't look healthy a single snap yesterday. He looked like he would get up and limp every single time he caught a ball, but he caught 10 balls for 166 yards. Like I'm, I, he, to me, he surpassed on Deandre Hopkins for next season. So I think Michael Thomas and Julio Jones should be the top two receivers off the board. Yeah. The age doesn't concern you though. No. Not not for him. Okay. I don't I don't see why one season would make a difference in what he's he's can he's still been able to do. Yeah. That's fair. I it was just a question. I, no, I it it's a valid question because I mean Julio is he's 30 years old and receivers don't have that long of a lifespan. But I mean well, I mean, some do. Look at Larry Legend. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, and he had a great year, I guess, but still. But I mean, but he's still, but he's still doing. He's still making plays. Yeah, had a touchdown this week. Yeah, and I mean, I, he's and I mean, he's six. He's six years older than than Julio, and I think I think that's the kind of career pass I can see for Julio Jones. I I mean, I think at the end of it all, he's going to break a ton of records by the end of his career. Yeah, I think I think the bigger question is do you trust Matt Ryan in his age going forward than Julio? Yeah, yeah. Which I wouldn't be shocked to see them go get their quarterback of the future this year either. Yeah. But no, but to your point, I I it, I I trust it. I think it's fine. I, I would I would be t- totally okay with having him in the dynasty league still. Um all right. So these next four guys some dude named Steven Sims Jr. Hey, that's uh, some dude, the second wide receiver for the Redskins. <laughs> with over really 10 targets two weeks in a row. The second yep. receiver for the Redskins. Thank you for yes. clarifying my point, right? And <laughs> and a guy that I talked about on the Saturday show saying we should have played him, but we played Terry instead. And... Ajay Sharp, wide receiver five. Hunter Renfro, really? wide receiver six. Deontay Johnson, wide receiver seven. <laughs> yeah, Randy called Hunter Renfro. Uh, I stood by it. We had him in our lineup, and we won money. So yes, we did, yeah, Randy. I wish I, I wish I would have played Deontay Johnson instead of Diggs right now in Dynasty. But you know, here we are. I refuse to talk about Stephen Sims or Tajay Sharp or Deontay Johnson because Duck Hodges is now going to be the quarterback again for them. He stinks, and Mason Rudolph stinks, and that whole offense stinks. 
everybody stinks on that team except for their defense. I really hope they don't make the playoffs. We, you know what? I kind of do because I want them to make the playoffs and just get absolutely boat raced in their first game. That would be fun. I don't want them to make the playoffs. <laughs> I, don't I want it to be the Titans or Raiders, but a little bit of homer there. So The Raiders need a lot to go right for them, though. But yeah. it happened this week, so why can't it next week? <laughs> what's also crazy is I could see all of those things happening and the Raiders sneaking in. Who do the Raiders play? Oh, I just looked at it. Give me one Jesus, second. Randy, you're a Raiders fan. I okay, the dude, it's a week Denver. away. Give me Denver. a At Denver. Yeah, at Denver. So that's tough. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> at to be Denver. honest, to so be honest I don't care. <laughs> Number eight on the week, Devontae Parker, five catches on 15 targets. He only had five catches, but he it was 111 yards and a touchdown. Uh, again, he is a ridiculous breakout guy for this year. He's finally showing the talent that he's always had. Hint, hint, Adam Gase, you suck. Yep. Kenyon Drake. We will continue to talk about Kenyon Drake and Devontae Parker lose Adam Gase, and they have very good years. And Ryan Tannehill, you suck, Adam Gase. Yeah, he does. He does. He should be fired. Yeah. But Devontae Parker, top 15 wide receiver next year. No. Uh, yes. I'm only saying... I only agree with no because of the Preston Williams. Same. You and guys are all you guys are all on Preston because Williams. Preston Williams outperformed him until he got hurt. I'm not saying that'll happen again next year. I'm saying because they have two guys that are basically the same build and around the same talent level, I can't for sure say he's top fifteen. Yeah. And also the quarterback situation is gonna be it, I mean that that's the biggest factor for me. Yeah, we don't know. I hope they bring back Fitz, man. Let the Fitz magic reign again. Yeah, bring back Fitz, draft Tua, let Tua sit till he's fully healthy and ready. Yep. yep. Number nine on the week, uh, Robert Woods, eight catches for 117 yards, um, did have a six-yard rush. Uh, he's been really good the past couple of weeks, um, other than last week against the Saint, or against the Cowboys, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But Woods has had a really good back half of the season. He's still allergic to the end zone, it seems, but he's still making it up. He's making up for it with all of the targets. And um, he catch he I mean he his hands are really good too. And I think next year with Cooper Cup's kind of downturn on the back half of this year, I would say that Woods is probably going to be the top Rams receiver that's get that gets drafted next year. We'll yeah. see. I mean Cooper Cup carried people to start the year too, remember? Yeah, true. But I, I'm I'm kind of lean more on the Robert Woods side. Um, and then rounding out the top ten, Sterling Shepard, six catches on six targets for seventy six yards and a touchdown. Nice of you to do this when I didn't have you anywhere, you jerk. <laughs> you tell him, dude. But Sterling Shepard's good too. He's finally healthy. And how about for people that played Darius Slayton? Yep. Daniel Jones threw five touchdowns. Dar- Darius Slayton didn't have a catch. I didn't even think about that. Oh god. Yeah. I, and and I had Slayton pretty decently high in my rankings. I think I had him as a wide receiver too, but I sat him down because Daniel Jones was back and I am so glad I did or I'd be yep. making a calendar. I yeah, I said <laughs> I said on Wednesday Daniel Jones throws the middle of the field and did he ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to a position that I always hate talking about. Um, Mark Andrews as the top tight end of the week, six catches for 93 yards and two touchdowns. The Browns just decided, Hey, we're not going to guard him. 
Demarius Randall for about four minutes. Demarius Randall is a terrible safety. Yeah, I mean, I don't. He had a bad game, but this all this stat line pretty much is in like a three minute span. Yeah, to end the half. Well, he did get hurt too in the third quarter. Still, yeah, he would have had a huge day. Yeah. Uh, Number two, Mike Gesicki, much to Christian's dismay, six catches for eighty-two yards and two touchdowns. I know this is like the one week out of all of them that Christian didn't pick Gasicki as his tight end start of the week. Hey, I did that strategically so that I would have the top two dynasty uh, tight ends this week. Yes, he did it to help me in my performance in the other league as well. It, it was a good move by him. I'm proud of him. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. It was a psychological move. You guys are yes. <laughs> Hey, sweet, sweet does that all the time. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it's true. <laughs> Number three, it's an Eagles tight end. It's not the Eagles tight end you expected. Nine catches for 91 yards and a touchdown for Dallas Goddard. I, this just shows how good Dallas Goddard is. And I still think Zach Ertz has a couple years left in Philadelphia, but they definitely have a top-tier tight end waiting in the wings in Goddard. Yeah, they seem to always develop tight ends really well there. Um, this feels like a, a Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz situation when the Eagles still had Selleck. Or Trey Burton before Trey Burton sucked for the Bears. Well, I, I, think, Burton, he's, I think he's no more safe. No one knows who Trey Burton is if he doesn't throw that pass in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Well, I mean, he had a really good year that year. I think he's more safe. But I'm that saying Burton no, was the second guy out yeah, exactly. the top. Guy. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, what I, yeah, that's what I was going to Don't forget that this came after the Zach Ertz injury. Yeah, but he, I believe he had a touchdown before Ertz was fully yes. out. He, he had his touchdown, yes, but he didn't have his 12 targets. True. And he wouldn't have. But then, again, I, that's kind of beside the point. Yeah, you no, know, I what I'm trying to make. Um, number four, Jared Cook. The dude had three catches, but he had 84 yards and two touchdowns, so he finishes his, his tight end four. Huh. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Sorry. 84 Sorry, yards. I got the- I got the Cavs trade on Bleacher and just confused me really quick. Sorry. Yeah, breaking news: Jordan Clarkson is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. I know for Dante Exum. I like Dante Exum. I, I know, it. but it seems get like a Jordan, really lateral dude. move. Get Jordan Clarkson the heck out of town. <laughs> I hate Jordan Clarkson, dude. All right, enough dude, basketball. The dude scores twenty-seven points and has zero assists and one rebound. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> number five, Caden Smith. What the hell, man? Six I, catches I for thirty-five yards, but he had two touchdowns. Hey, Randy had a good week, just not on the starts of the week. No, I, I can only – apparently this week was only calling the cheap options for Dynasty, yeah. for uh, DFS. DFS. yeah. Travis Kelsey finishes tight end six, eight catches for 74 and a touchdown. He's just really good. Probably still going to be the top tight end off the board next year. Tyler Higby is the tight end seven, nine catches for 104 yards. This, I think, is a little bit more interesting. Um, I was, was Gerald Everett active this game? He was. But I don't think he was fully healthy yet. I am still kicking myself because I don't I don't know what's going to come whenever it is healthy. I, I yeah. don't. You traded Higby for Smith, right, Johnny? No, I traded Higby for Ian Thomas because I saw no pass. Oh well, still. But well, I mean, Ian, Ian Thomas, Thomas is the starter. Yeah. yeah. You guys literally just said both of those things at the exact same time. Yes, we think alike. We've known this. You don't have to and point Ian, it out. We've known Ian it for five years now. Ian Thomas is two years younger than Higby. Yeah, and, and, and isn't battling with someone that is right around the same age. Well, uh, Higby's older than Everett, and that's 
my thing. Everett had flashed so early that I figured Higby really doesn't have much value, and then Everett goes down, Higby shows out, and now I have no clue what's going to happen. Dude, who cares? He's like your fourth tight end. <laughs> True, I'm never going to start Ian Thomas over Mark Andrews. Tight end eight on the week, George Kittle, five catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. He's just really good. Um, I'm he, he's, he's still young. I'm glad to have him as my dynasty tight end. Number nine, blast from the past, Tyler Eifert. Four catches for 57 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. Uh, there's not much more to say about that. Um, and then rounding out the top 10, Jonu Smith, three catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. He really did look explosive on his touchdown catch, so he kind of caught it on a slant route in the middle of the field and then just turned on the Jets and just beat everybody. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much else to say. That, that, that Tennessee team does have some weapons with A.J. Brown and Johnny Smith. Delaney Walker, when he does come back, um, he's still a better – he's a good middle-of-the-field guy. Randy's favorite player in the NFL, Tajay Sharp. I don't mind Tajay. I just – I mean, if they can re-bolster this offensive line, help out the defense a bit, get a really good another wide receiver, like they're a stud team. Yeah. Derek and they have Derrick Henry. Um, their their offense. Hen- I think their offense next year is going to be a very good offense. Yeah, is Henry uh free agent this year or next? I, believe- I don't know. Christian, world's biggest Derrick Henry fan. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I believe next year there were okay. talks that they're going to extend Tannehill and not Henry, but I think they'll reconsider and extend both. I hope for their sake. The thing is, is Henry is not the traditional what you look for in an NFL running back right now. In the Christian, you are wrong. Or, or, I'm sorry. What did you say about he's, Henry? He's not the traditional running back in that he can't catch. No, I meant about his contract. Oh, next year? Nope, this year. He oh. is an unrestricted free agent in 2020. So it'll be interesting to see if the Titans decide to bring him and Tannehill back or what they want to do. Come to the Browns. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because we're losing Kareem Hunt. <laughs> but the, so you're telling me you want just, Derek Henry and Nick Chubb in the game? You suck. Just don't listen to his idiocracy. <laughs> for... All right. On that note, we're done with our recap. Do you guys have anything to add to this? Uh, uh, no, just... Go Stephon Diggs. No. Uh, yes, go Stephon Diggs. Go, go Devontae Adams. Let's, let's go and Mike, Mike And Mike Boone. Yeah, we, yeah, we need this. Yeah, all Devontae Adams, Mike Boone, yes. Stefan Diggs, no. Uh, <laughs> also, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to everyone. This is our last episode before Christmas and, and New Year's. Uh, Sean, we I don't know if you mentioned this, but we are taking a little bit of a break for the next couple of weeks. Oh, thank uh, God. I'm so sick of hearing you too. Yeah, fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and but we will be back with some recap, uh, we are, recap episodes. We're going to go down probably to one show a week. Um, we will be doing some. Uh, we will be doing an awards episode, a full-on season episode, um, some non-traditional comparisons. We mentioned that we're going to compare some players to the Avengers, so we're excited about that. So stay tuned. And then, as the NFL draft season ramps up, we will draft. We will ramp up too. We'll take a look at some dynasty stuff leading into that. Um, we will be doing a dynasty mock draft um, for the rookies coming out in 2020. So that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be something a little bit different that us us three will be doing for the first time. So stay tuned. Uh, keep an eye on the website, www.officialcutpod.wordpress.com. Uh, we will be still uh, sparingly post some articles. Are you guys going to be posting any kind of DFS stuff for this upcoming week? 
Possibly, but even if we don't, Nathan posts like two yeah. different articles a week for that, yeah. and we always retweet it. Basically, if you are follow us on Twitter, you get to see everything no matter what. Accurate. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. Um, like I said, like I talked about before, please uh, do whatever, like do what you can. Um, we're looking to help out Abby in any way we can. We will have the link up again. Um, obviously, any donation that you could provide would be extremely helpful. And uh, from all of us here at the cut, by all of us, I mean three of us. Um, have a, have a good Christmas. Have have fun. Um, and have a good New Year's. Uh, like Christian said, we will be the next time you'll be hearing from us will be in 2020. So let's make 2020 a good year. Let's go win some uh, the cut titles. I don't know. We will be. We will think of a more creative name than uh, to add to that. I just, I'm just kind of spitballing here. Uh, Christian, Christian suggested cutlets before, and I'm not a big fan of that one. Hey, that's uh, it's dorky. It's dorky. It, it might be dorky, but no one's said that it's dorky in the articles that I've used it in. So you have used it already. Yeah, yeah he he. Oh, <laughs> oh. I didn't want to say anything because I knew that'd be your reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, pure from anger. The, from the three of us, have a Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you guys in 2020. Go finish up your titles. Go win some championships. For Randy Hall, Christian Williams, I'm Sean Ward. We'll talk to you guys later. We gone.